Are you like us, tired of all the politically correct horseshit on podcasts and in the media? Need a podcast that's funny, smart, and gassy? It's not politically correct. It's just correct. This is the Carolina Underground. Throw that middle finger in the air. Raise them up. Because it's time to get loud, proud, and in your face. Generation X. Generation X. The best generation of all time meets the grit of the South. It's about everything and nothing at all. From current events to woolly boogers to movies to politics. Loud, brash, funny, and never, and I do mean never, predictable the carolina underground with mark and mike yo 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 it's the carolina underground and we're back again season two episode nine we got funny things happening in this world today but we ain't gonna care about none of them because we really don't Yeah, I do. <laughs> you may not, but I do. I'm firing up the General Lee early this afternoon, baby. Go get them. We're making it. Uh, I think my new. I think that's going to be my new thing. At least about thirty seconds to two minutes in, I'm going to have the General Lee warmed up and ready to go. Because you, you know, I've been drinking coffee all day long. I am ready to rock. <laughs> ready to jump on you like a rabid spider monkey. That's right. All jacked up on Marty Groblin. <laughs> well, you know, something came in the mail the other day. I've only had it on order since like September. Really? Yeah. Well, it's, you know, you know, recently I have rediscovered my love of comic books. Oh, good. Well, and you know, I re- as a child, I don't ever remember really reading them for some reason, but there was one in particular that I did like, and I do, I remember I had every, every issue and it took me forever to find them because, you know, back then they just wasn't like comic shops where you could find old ones. They had new ones, but it wasn't, you had to go to the flea market to find them, the ones that we could afford because, right. you know, back then mom and daddy and granny and Paul they ain't paying 200, 500, 600, 4,000 dollars for a comic book. No, no, not but <laughs> there used to be a comic and it's by DC. And this may be why I'm partial to DC now, anyway. But it used to be Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. <laughs> and okay. the main character was essentially like a Superman character, but he was a rabbit and he wore this yellow suit and he had the green underwear on top of the outside and all this stuff. And he was like a Superman character and he had a mouse like was mighty might. And he had Yankee doodle dandy who was like captain America, but she was a poodle and he had a Hulk and his name was pig iron. And they had a rubber duck that was like the fantastic four and all this stuff. So, you know, it was just kind of a conglomeration, but well, uh, are you well go ahead finish your story okay well anyway tom yeah. Ta- todd mcfarlane you know who did spawn or created spawns a comic artist yeah. and stuff he also creates collectibles of characters for dc oh no kid and you know I, well in my day they was called toys 
Today yeah. we call them action figures because we're getting old and it don't it ain't mean old and ain't supposed to play with toys. True. Well, you're not supposed to take them out of the box anyway. Well, I didn't take it out of the box, and yeah. uh, what ended up happening was is he released a one of Captain Carrot. Oh, well, good. But it was the newer Captain Carrot because they kind of did a thing where he came back and it had the newer outfit. Mm-hmm. Well, what I didn't understand was, because I ordered it when I saw it, mm-hmm. that there was a platinum version that was dressed in the older looking suit, still based on the newer character. Uh-huh. And I had ordered the or the one that I had saw, which was the new suit and the new character. Well, McFarland Toys, for some reason, when you order them from them, they make them, there is a regular run, and then there's a platinum run. And ever so often, the like every, I think in this case, it was like every eight, sixth or eighth one would, would be getting the platinum one, if, no matter what you order. You know, it's just kind of luck of the draw until you find it on eBay or something like that or in a store. Mm-hmm. Well, after I saw that it came in the old colors, I was heartbroken that I had not known that and had not ordered it. Mm-hmm. So it got delivered by Amazon yesterday. Well, good for you. And it, you would have thought I would have won 20 God blessed billion dollars in the lottery <laughs> when I opened that box and Captain Carrot had on them green underwear. Well, there you go. So I got the one that I wanted. I had already earmarked some on eBay. This thing was like 30 bucks. They're, the ones with the green underwear are already on there for like $185. I was going to bite the bullet and spend it to get the green underwear. But now I don't have to because I already got it. Hot dog. And that has absolutely nothing to do with the topic that we were going to talk about tonight. <laughs> well, before we get on the topic we were going to talk about tonight, let me ask you this. Have okay. you ever heard of the flaming carrot? I have not heard of the flaming carrot. I have some person that comes to mind, but I don't know if no. it's what you're talking about. No, it's not at all. So have you ever heard of the Mystery Men comic series? They made I a movie. do not believe I have. Well, and I, I, it was an underground comic. It was one of the earliest and first underground comics, and I was a big fan of it because the flaming carrot was mm-hmm. the initial character that came up. Now, so the story behind the flaming carrot was that he was just your regular old, you know, uh, dude that, you know, kind of lived in his parents' basement type and um, wasn't going anywhere with his life. And he wound up buying a, and, and if I may be wrong on some of this, so, but at any rate, as best I recall, he bought a box of comic books at either a flea market, it might have been a yard sale. Okay. That's where I would and, buy them at because I'm yeah. broke and as so I sit he here in the replica back cave. And he proceeded to lock himself in his room or apartment or whatever mm-hmm. and read through every one of them until he, and it's sort of a, a, a parody or a spinoff on uh, Man of La Mancha, Don Quixote, because oh, okay. he okay. read through all of them until he, and of course, I don't know if it was intentionally based on it or not, but at you know, any rate, he read through all of them until he lost his mind and decided that he was a superhero named the Flaming Carrot. The Flaming and Carrot. So, 
it was you know that was his uh, moniker and of course there was a series of underground comics about the flaming carrot uh-huh. and he had run-ins with this group of similar superheroes named the mystery men and the mystery okay. men all had just lousy powers like um Oh, I cannot remember the names. I, I I need to know this, but well, the the shoveler who was really good with a shovel. Okay. He was just really really good with a shovel. Um, the blue Raja who threw silverware. He was deadly accurate <laughs> with silverware. All right. And uh, let's see the uh, oh uh, I cannot remember the the name of the character and he was his superpower was that he was able to get just really, really angry. Okay. Okay. So, but at any rate, they, these, the mystery men, they died a lot. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I can understand why. So there was, there was always a, you know, a fresh, but, but again, they made a movie called the mystery men and you can find that movie. And, um, Oh my goodness! I cannot. He was uh, he was in Shameless. He was the and he was in he was a uh, he was he played the shoveler in and and Ben uh, Ben Tiller was in and played the guy that got really angry. But and there was in, you know the invisible lad, but he could only be invisible if nobody was looking at him. Well, that's how uh, I'm invisible too. Yeah. So I mean, but it was well, you know, as we're really... sitting here talking and you're telling me about that, I just did a little peek. Mm-hmm. There is actually a flaming carrot action figure. Oh, I believe it. I would not be surprised. And it looks like DC has brought, or whoever I don't know if it was DC, but it looks like the comics actually are back out now. Oh, no kid. Yeah, it looks amazing. like that they, you can get current copies. Well, they're not new, but I mean redone copies. Of the That's flaming amazing. carrot, I may have to. That is by. Yeah. It looks like it's by Dark Horse Comics. You know, and again, it yes, Dark Horse. That's it exactly because it was an underground. Yep. But yeah, they um, it, it's it's a really terrible movie, but it's intentionally terrible. Okay, but if you can find a copy of it, it is funny and it does have my favorite line from any movie ever, and that line is. We've got a date with destiny tonight, boys, and it looks like she's ordered the lobster. (laughs) (laughs) So that's where you got that from. I have heard you say that before. (laughs) And I was just sitting there and looking at you and like, okay. Hey, but it is a descript. It is is that not one of the most well, that, that is. lines you've ever? Well, that's kind of like but one of my favorite lines from a movie is uh, I think it was I think the movie's name's the program, and it's you know it's about a college quarterback and he goes when he's in there he says all right guys man it's time to put the women to chat the bed and go looking for Charlie Fox trotting dinner. There you go. <laughs> There you go. I, I remembered from, I learned from last week. There you can't you teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> All right. All right. Yes. Let, let's start on what well, now, topic. You know, and before you start, I do highly recommend that movie, but do not expect it to be a good movie. Well, you know, okay. after today's stuff that comes out nowadays, my standards are not very high to be a good movie. <laughs> they used to be. They are not anymore because Hollywood and people that make movies nowadays suck. I agree. I okay. Agree. But anyway, all right. So all right. I'm on, gonna, big dog. I'm going to ask you a question. 
Ask me a question. And then when I, I ask you the question, then we're going to, I'm going to set the stage and do a little backstory to explain what's happened. And then we're going to kind of discuss it and see what you think, because, you know, we've all had those weird experiences. Okay. Mm -hmm. Tonight's topic. Tonight's topic. Has no less than 10 books written about of it to date. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there have been 45 movies made about this between 1979 and through 2023. All right. 45 movies. Okay. The stage is set now. We're going to go back a little time. We're going to get in our time machine and we're going to play. There you go. It's November 1974. November 1974. I remember it well. In the early order, early morning hours of November the 13th. Okay. We have six people shot in the back and then the back of the head while they slept in their beds. Did they have any dirt on Hillary Clinton? Probably. Because, you know what I mean? <laughs> that probably, sorry. you know, it's, it's possible. <laughs> the person arrested for the murder, mm-hmm. murderers, not me. Plural, was not you. No. But was their oldest son, Ronald DeFeo Jr.? Yes. Now, if that's not a big enough hint of what we're going to talk about tonight, then you've been living under a rock somewhere. So, now, but this listen, is what we're talking it's about. A really, very nice rock. rock. It, it like is. It rock. is. Okay. It is. But, and we've got some interesting tidbits that have come out since then. But this leads us from '74 to the fall of 1975. All right. When. The Lutz family, um, Kathy and George, moved themselves and their children into a house at 112 mm-hmm. Ocean Drive or Ocean Avenue, Amityville, mm-hmm. New York, Long Island. Yes, that he did. And they lasted in that house 28 days, and those 28 days have spawned 10 books. And 45 movies. Yes. Now, granted of them, some of those 45s have a lot of X's after them. And I don't mean because they're demonic either. No. There were a couple on the list that were, I was like, Lord have mercy, you got to be kidding. But I'm not. So we are, in fact, talking about the original, most famous haunted house in the world, Amityville, the Amityville Horror. All righty. Uh, it was made famous by the book, The Amityville Horror, by Jay Anson, published in 1977, where he supposedly tells the Lutz's true story. Right. And then it was immortalized in 1979 with the first film by the same name, The Amityville Horror. And the only thing that I can think of right now, and it has nothing to do with it, is Lizzie Borden had an axe, gave her mother 40 wax when she saw what she had done, gave her father 41. Sorry. And there is a reason why you don't sing for a living. (laughs) And we all just experienced it. There you have it. But 
let's let's think we let's talk about this. You know, because the the story, as most people probably understand it or know it from the movie and the book, uh-huh. isn't exactly what went on. Well, I mean, again, the, the the whole situation is there was enough. I mean, it's an intriguing story, and I know I do know a little bit about it. But okay, it's intriguing, but there was enough stuff going on. I mean, first off, it was a money pit. Okay, so they bought the house; it was dilapidated. They were trying to restore it. Right, and well, and know, they even and bought they the Deseo's furniture. It, the most of the furniture oh, wow. and the beds well, that the people that. were killed in, I do believe. That's a terrible idea. But I mean, again, there's, you know, so, I mean, there's enough stuff and a lot of this stuff that I have seen and read about it. And I, and I did not go through anything recently, mm-hmm. but it, there's enough things to cast doubt on whether it was, okay, we're bankrupt and we need to make something up. Right. Or it was a real event. And I mean, or, you know, I mean, it could, you know, the, the, the it could have been crime of passion, all right. kinds of things going on. Uh, because I mean, when you're, when you're, when you're bankrupt and you know, you don't know where your next meal's coming from and you got that great big note over your head, it, it can't make you weird. Right. Exactly. And so, then, of course, you have uh, Ronald DeFeo's Butch, as he liked to be called, right. public defender, claiming that he and George Lutz made this story up and embellished it over several bottles of wine. And they he got kind of butt hurt because they decided to go with Jay Anson to tell the tale than with him. And, you know, there's no telling. Well, that's and- true. And but of course, there are of places course, just about of everybody that was involved other than the Lutz children have since passed away. So, but I mean, again, there are places in this world that have, I mean, that are, I mean, that if they're not cursed, they may as well be right. Right. Okay. Because I mean, there's, there's several of them in the town that I live in that, mm-hmm. I mean, good businesses move in there and they just cannot make a, they can't make a run of it. Right. And, and, you know, I mean, and you can look at all kinds of statistics and stuff like mm-hmm. that and traffic patterns and everything else like that. But I mean, again, you know, th- there are some things in this world that aren't meant to be messed with. I mean, again, one of the things I just recently was looking at was Lake Lanier in Georgia. Okay. Has a much higher rate of drowning and missing persons than uh, other places. And I, was I have read a, I have ta- read something about that, and it's the the theory that they put forward was the currents about because you know that's a power yeah, power lake. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And well, it's something so about the the way it's it's yeah. generated. It creates currents, particularly around the dam or whatever that um helps tr- contribute to that. True, but again, the the intriguing thing about that is that when people are frequently when people are rescued from that they talk about the feel of the water is not like it should be in a regular freshwater lake it's just the water feels heavier and thicker than it ought to and i mean again a lot of the times and this is the the thing i found interesting about that 
is when the people fall in, they very typically don't bob back up. Hmm. Usually, even in fresh water, when people fall in the lake, they come up at least once or twice. Right. Unless they've hit their head. Because you know what floats. That's exactly right. But, <laughs> you know, I mean, and again, so, but but back to back to the calamity bill, her. Um, you know, and I, and I don't know. I mean, again, it, it's, you know, the, the, there, the, there were the artifacts, the well at the bottom, all of that stuff, it, it existed. There were people that supposedly witnessed the demon pig's eyes and stuff like that. But, you know, well, now actually the demon pig, ahead. uh, I don't think that was, uh, actually a fact that didn't come about till the movie. Oh really? Well, yeah. I wasn't aware of that. I thought yeah. that it was. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna get I'm gonna give you an example of where that may have come from. All, All right. right. So you know, in okay, the book came out in '77. The movie came right. out in '79. Okay. Right. Uh, right around. I think it was the early spring of 1976. So this was right after their 28 day stint in the Amityville house known as high hopes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the famed ghost hunters, Mike and Lorraine Warren, obviously were getting a group together and it had researchers from the Ryan Institute, a media crew from a TV station, some mediums other than Lorraine, Ed and Lorraine. And this is, this is essentially the case that I think that propelled Ed and Lorraine Warren to the forefront of uh, for lack of a better term of what Ed referred to it as demonology. All right. And the supernatural. And All it's right. not, and they like really planted their flag right here on this one. And it's not a little meager flag. It's a great big pirate flag that says, are they be demons here? All right. And so, you know, and, and one of the things that came out of that, and I think, it really didn't come to light. And I'm talking about a particular photograph. And if you've never seen it, uh, I implore you to look it up because it's all over the internet, but I don't think, uh, go ahead. I don't think it really came to light until 2006 or so when George Lutz was actually working on another book. All right. He's got, you know, milking that tit, you know, getting another book out of it, getting another movie. It's, it's, I'm not going to discount that something happened because of the, not necessarily what George and his wife said and what happened there, but the recollection of one of the kids that lived through it. And we'll get to that in a minute, but there is a picture that is very unsettling when you first look at it. If you Google Amityville horror, little boy picture. Okay. There is supposedly nobody in the house. They set up a camera that sat there all night. And I think it's on infrared film, which is, I guess they had in 76. I wasn't real sure about that. I'd have to look that up, but I don't understand why not. But it is the, it catches the image of what appears to be a little boy with glowing eyes peeking out of one of the bedrooms. And a lot of people have theorized that it was the youngest DeFeo kid that was murdered because I think he was only nine when he was killed. 
And so they're saying that he is doing Ed and Lorraine Warren had a different take on it and said it was a demonic, a demonic presence masquerading as a child. Uh, and there, that is, they think, what actually started and precipitated the pig's head with the glowing eyes and Jody and all that stuff is okay. this picture. But if you actually zoom in on the picture, <clears throat> excuse me, um. Okay, now wait a minute. Let me take that. The picture wasn't made public until 1979. I'm sorry, not 2006. 2006 was when he wrote another book, but that picture right. was made public in '79. But um, if you actually zoom in on the picture, and I was reading a couple of articles about this to brush up because you know we we see it and we think we know it, but we only know the sensationalized parts that we've seen that have made an impression on us. Well, and the other thing is, if you've ever watched anything about human memory, uh, and one of my favorite series that ever played, and I watched it every time I could find one, was called Brain Games. I don't think I've ever seen it. And they go through a lot of the stuff. Okay, so one of the things, again, human mind, how much energy do you think the human brain operates on? Back in the 70s or today? Just in general. Well, I think in the 70s, it was probably considerably more than the Americans' brains work on today. Well, either way. I mean, again, today our brains are just flooded with screens and and bells and bings from smartphones. But do you have an idea? I have no clue. Seven watts. Is that a lot? Not seven, zero, seven. Well... Think about your light bulbs. How bright is a 40-watt light bulb? 40 watts? They're not very bright. They no. are very dim bulbs, okay? And the human brain operates on 7 watts of energy, okay? That's the amount of electrical energy going through your brain. Well, that's quite a bit. Not really. Not when you... Well, I mean, considering... I, mean, I don't about, think, think how many... How, Think I'm about not a power supply on any of your normal PCs. How well, yeah, but think about that. PC? But we're mine's a thousand watt. But but we're not okay. electrical devices. Well, we most certainly are. No, I think we're more of a chemical. Device. No, it is a chemical computer. But that. But again, the neurons fire electric. You know, fire right. electrical right. charges, and the brain can be influenced by. Uh, electrical. I mean, again, when you think about electroshock therapy, and then of course there was mm -hmm. that helmet that they, the what was that the the God helmet? There's a center in your brain that, if prop if stimulated electrically, will uh, give you the feeling of a divine experience. Right. Well, and that's now, kind of what we talked about too, with yeah, the, the heroin people and seeing black shadows and the dark people, shadow people and stuff like that. Sure. Well, again, I mean, in your brain, yes, the brain is a chemical computer, but that computer, it, I mean, the, the, the nerve impulses and what you experience and everything like that, they are definitely operated mm -hmm. by, you know, electro and electro and chemical mm -hmm. forces, or at least that's the current prevailing wisdom at the, at the, at, at, as, as far as I'm aware. But again, the point being, the your the human brain takes a lot of shortcuts okay so everybody out there that thinks that they can multitask 
I'm going to burst your bubble. You can't. Your brain is well, I ain't never been able running to. enough power to be able mm -hmm. to, and it's you, know, you cannot multitask. Okay. What you do is you task swap. Right. Okay. And so while you're doing one thing, your brain is completely ignoring everything else that it, it that you're doing because you can only focus on one thing at a time. Right. Okay. And that's been proven. Mm -hmm. uh, well, and that also leads times. into where there are um, confirmation biases in this to where people are going to see what they want to see regardless Absolutely. of what the Absolutely. facts are. For Like, for example, you know, and I'm not discounting pictures in creepy haunted places and because there are tons of pictures out there of oh. stuff that cannot be explained like for Absolutely. Uh, you know like you we had just talked about your son got one in a, the ghost tour well yeah he wasn't the one that actually well yeah but i mean we there was so, a picture yeah, taken. There, there was a picture but taken this, but this picture uh of the ghost boy quote unquote right. um i i looked at it and I zoomed it up. I found the biggest copy of it I could find, and I zoomed it up. And you know, I'm in. I'm not. You do graphic I, arts. I do graphic arts, and th well, thank you. Uh, but I, I, I look at perspectives and proportions, particularly the proportions between adults and children, depending on how you're making the character. Right. Well, when you blow this picture up. I don't think the eyes glowing or anything but a reflection of some kind of light, infrared light, so to speak, because to me, what it looks like is it looks like an adult that is on their knees looking for something and they're wearing a pair of glasses. Because, and I will tell you why, because the proportions of the arm to the body do not smack of that being a child. And I may be wrong. This is just my observation of what I've seen with the picture. And I don't know whether Ed and Lorraine Warren ever studied the picture or whatever, but they came out and said that it is a demonic presence masquerading as a child, and that was the end of it. But some interesting things came to light, though, after that, you know, because if we hearken back to what precipitated the Amityville horror and that being the DeFeo murders, you know, after the DeFeo murders happened, Butch had always said that he did not act alone. Okay. And there has been in recent, in more recent times, maybe some confirmation that that was true. Of course, Butch DeFeo changed his story so many times it was kind of hard to keep up with it without getting whiplash. Yeah. But originally, and this is, I think, right before he, of course, he's dead now, but uh, he had come out and got to talking that the one that actually had a problem with the parents was the older sister, Dawn. Uh-huh. And Butch was given uh, some testimony, and he said that he, uh, without a doubt, is the one that killed the mother and the father. Okay. Well, he left. The deal was that the mother and father were going to die and everybody else was going to live happily ever after. Okay. So him and a friend that was there, this is his words, not mine, left and came back. 
In the meantime of coming back, Dawn, who is the older sister, had killed the other kids. And Butch DeFeo said that pissed him off. She wasn't supposed to do that. So he ended up killing her and putting her on her bed and making it look like she was killed in bed like the others. Well, that is one of those things that is an interesting little side fact is that the segment of the population that is most likely to kill children or the elderly are females. Hmm. That's interesting. Another piece of information that has come out is that leads credence to a second gunman was the finding of a pistol that had been dumped in the canal behind the house that they think actually wasn't belonging to the DeFeos. And they have dug it up. They hadn't able to find any um, serial numbers or anything on it, but it, it looks like it did belong to the DeFeos because they found a holster in Butch's room with the 35 caliber Marlin rifle uh, bullets that there was no pistol in. So they're, they're thinking that that was it, but they haven't got it tested enough to see whether that was it or not. Well, you know, the only thing I say about that is I've got several holsters in my house that don't fit any of the firearms that I currently own. Mm. So, but again, the point of the matter is there's enough, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really have an opinion about the Amityville horror mess. I, mm-hmm. I just don't because it's one of those things. It's like it's intriguing. It's like B.B. Cooper or Jack the Ripper um, right. solving the mystery. You're, you're never going to be able to completely solve it to everybody's right. satisfaction. Right. But, again, there is confirmation bias, like you said. Right. And the thing is, it's like it's like anything else. It's like the whole thing about the Egyptologist not wanting to admit that the weathering on the Sphinx is not from sand and wind. It's from water. Mm-hmm. So the Sphinx existed long before the Sahara became a desert. Okay. And these are the kinds of things, I mean, you, you, you have a lot of this because mm-hmm. once somebody gets, it's, it's, it's always, it's like a, a game of King of the Hill on the playground and you see this all throughout society. It takes a lot of, of effort, good, bad, or, you know, right, wrong, mm-hmm. love, cheating, stealing, whatever to get to the top of the heap. And once mm-hmm. somebody gets to the top of the heap, they do not want somebody else to come up and go, well, you're wrong. And here's right. why. Right. Okay. So, you know, and that's why you get frequently the, well, I, I'm, the science. I'm not going to no, say, no, 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 not that science. Right. Well, Only I'm not, the science I'm not, I want you to trust. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that this is an out and out hoax, but you don't, you don't think it's a hoax. I don't think it's a hoax. And I, and I'm going to tell you why, because it, I watched an interview uh, they did with uh, Christopher, who was is the only, as I thought, as I know so far, the only child of the Lutzes of the three that came forward and has actually spoke publicly about the the time, the twenty eight days or twenty three days in the Amityville Horror House. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, he said you can forget about the green slime dripping from the walls. 
and that a lot of the events in the books and the movies were exaggerated to the point of of fiction. Mm -hmm. But he said, you know, he said, he said that none of the, none of it, not even the books, not the movies or the remakes or anything are accurate. But he said there were shadow people. They did see those and they did hear voices. And and that, I, that I will firmly believe. And again, one of the things, I mean, and, and this is one of the, one of the, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Right. You have more to I did. To I thought. did. He, and when this Go article ahead. was published, he was, he's 30, was 37 and living in Arizona, but he maintains and insists that essentially George Lutz brought a lot of this on to them, to the family himself, because he liked at that time to dabble in the occult Right and amplified what and that and the, he's saying that he amplified whatever paranormal incidents that occurred mm-hmm. afterwards, so he could profit more from the books and movies about the house. Sure, and that yeah, he I says that. that the only the truly scariest thing in the house uh, was George Lutz and the way he treated them. Because he said, and one of the most famous things is the door being torn from the hinges and all that. One of the most famous scenes from the movies that never happened. But he did say he he himself did have a run-in of the paranormal sort when he saw a presence that he described as a shadow that was moving toward him and then dissipated. And so, right. you know, it, it, it I think... Amity, I think something happened to these people. Mm-hmm. It it may be mass hysteria. I'm not sure, mm-hmm. but I do know that there has been nothing reported in the house since, mm-hmm. and multiple families have lived in it since then. And my question is, one of the questions that I have is, did they get rid of all of the furniture though? Uh, it's I don't know. I never did ask. Now, I'm going to bring something up that is completely off topic because that's what I'm really good at. Um, do you know what the most haunted hotel in the United States is? No. It is the Minger Hotel in San Antonio. It's next to the, uh, it is right next to the. No. Uh, See, interesting you bring that up because today yeah. mm-hmm. is the anniversary of the Alamo. Exactly. Remember the Alamo. I was going to bring that up. That it's now, and I have stayed in that hotel. And when I stayed in that hotel, I was there for several nights for a a convention. Uh And uh, every blooming night at one o'clock in the morning, I woke up and I, I mean, it was pitch black in the room. I woke up and as, as far as I was concerned, there was somebody in there with me. I mean, you know how you feel that there's somebody in a room with you and that's what it felt like. And that happened. I, th- I think I was there for three nights and the, th- the third night I sat up in bed and I said, look, I am out of here tomorrow. <laughs> Please leave me alone and bother somebody else. <laughs> and I was able to go right back to sleep right after that. And the feeling went away. But the hmm. funny thing is my boss at that time was there with me in another part of the hotel. And that night he woke up feeling like there was somebody in his room at about one <laughs> <laughs> But at any rate, the thing is, it's one of those where, you know, 
I, I would I think you would find it hard to find a person that has walked into a room at any point and mm-hmm. not and and not gone there has been someone else in this room okay right. or you know or feel like somebody's staring at you mm-hmm. or something like that because you 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 can get those vibes and you the know heebie-jeebies. Again, the heebie-jeebies but but the thing of the matter is you know we only really pay attention to you know the sense of sight smell sound and touch right right okay but we may have more senses that we just i mean and and we may pick up on things well, and if you're worried that about we don't somewhere consciously. being infested with spiritual things both right more more woolly malevolent boogers. woolly boogers mm-hmm. Keep mm-hmm. a dog with you because they entombed in some sea crap like that. But again, the other thing about this is, and a lot of folks, especially if you are a religious person, don't want to believe in demons. And well, I don't know how uh, if angels. you're a religious person that you cannot believe in demons. And exactly. If you got a problem with demons and angels, you're going to have a real tough time when you actually read the book. Right. Because there's a it. lot of that. And and As I matter of fact, it was some of the angels that uttered my most famous words from the Bible. Fear not. Right. Yep. Absolutely. Of but course, again, but the how the, matter, the Bible describes angels ain't what we prescribe or prescribe to angels looking like. And that's would be oh, no. another episode. But uh Yeah, that's another episode. Yeah. We, we 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 need to get into that because I mean there's a lot of stuff and especially in the things that were removed from the the, the canon uh, by the Council of Nicaea, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like the Book of Enoch. Okay, I mean there are, I mean there's a lot of stuff in that book right. that um, is pretty well, amazing. But anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't well, mean to derail us with Amityville. I, I, yeah. I, I'm going to say, okay, I believe maybe something happened to this family. It was right mm-hmm. after a very traumatic event. Sure, give or take um, the. I do find it odd that nobody since has had any problems. Uh, I think the only problem um, mentioned by one of the more current owners is that people come and gawk. So they've actually changed the outside of the house so it doesn't have those classic windows, half circles that look like eyes that they made light up in the movies. And they Mm -hmm. believe it or not, they've even changed the address. It's not the same address anymore. So, if you put oh, it into Google and go find it, you ain't going to find it because it ain't the same address. No, I got but, you. Uh, it, uh, I think, uh, you know, sometimes honings and stuff might not necessarily be the place. It could be mm-hmm. people. And when you dabble oh, in absolutely. Yeah. that you don't understand or you should not be dabbling in, I mm-hmm. think a lot of times you open a door or a window and something can come in and attach itself. And they're listening to what Christopher and them have said. We're not talking about one or two books that George Lutz had on the occult. We're talking about entire bookshelves full oh, of yeah. occult material and stuff like well, that. So a lot of times when you start looking for that stuff and you start yeah. opening yourself up to that stuff, you find that stuff. And then once you get the genie out of the bottle, a lot of it's times you can't it get back. it put back in. But I do know this. Mm-hmm. 10 books and 45 movies, his bank account mm. wasn't hurting. 
No, not at all, not at all. But you know, I mean, again, the point is that 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 objects can, you know, I mean, we're, we, when you get right down to it, if you look at the physics of the matter, when you get far enough, if you get small enough, if you look at it small enough, mm -hmm. everything is made up of some form of energy. Right. So it is not a An energy huge never stretch. Yeah, it is not a huge stretch of the imagination to believe that objects can be imbued with energy from you know good energy or bad energy yeah, right exactly okay. now that is what as i understand it the whole property or the the whole uh, direction of the conversation we're having right now that's why the uh the good book prohibits folks from dabbling in this sort right. of nonsense because exactly. you are likely to open up a can of worms that you don't know anything about and don't know how to handle right so exactly you know and uh, you know again it's it, it we've talked about it before you know we're only on this earth for a very short time and most of that time that we spend on earth we don't spend it being real smart about what we're doing Okay, and so you can't learn everything, even if you're I, diligent. I kind of resemble that remark. Yep, I mean, <laughs> it, you know, I, 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 I have resembled that remark my, my own self. And you know, I'm times. sitting here looking at this figure here, the flaming carrot. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever, I'm glad I introduced I, that I, to I, you. I'm glad you are, too. But whoever came up with that, and I don't know if this is what he looked like in the comics, but if he looks like in the comics what he's looking like here, I'm telling I'm you, sure what they, you're were, looking at. they were on LSD or something. Because <laughs> that was a great trip that they were on. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was kind of the whole, uh, that was kind of the whole uh, premise of the, of the comic. But... Uh, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure where to go with from here. I'm gonna hand it back to you. <laughs> well, because I don't have any idea what well, you're looking at. Well, we know it. You know it. It all comes down to perceptions, and you know that's why you safeguard yourself. It's and a lot of these times, like we said before, there's there's confirmation biases. So if you go in there thinking it's the most haunted place on earth, you're right. going to find information or instances or experiences that confirm what you already think about it well and and just as a just as an aside note i did not know that the menger was the most haunted hotel and it's only one portion of the hotel mm -hmm. um but is the you know but i didn't know that until after i had come back i would have thought visitor. it would have been the one where they filmed the shining no Absolutely, it, it is not. And I mean, and again, the thing of the matter is that, you know, my understanding now, you know, with poltergeists, uh, which there's plenty of visual footage of poltergeists, they might be able to drop something on your foot or on your head and hurt you that way. But those are the only ones. A ghost can't hurt you. Right. But it can well, make you hurt yourself. Well, you know, I, I read an now, interesting um, take on this, too. And uh, the article was actually talking about a mass experience that takes place mm -hmm. in Rome. And um, mm -hmm. they were experiencing seeing ro ghosts of Roman legionnaires marching. 
Uh-huh. And, but you only saw half of them. And so they, they. Okay. Little, and now are, when you're saying they only saw half of them, are we talking like the top half or the bottom the half? Top, or the only top, half of, the top oh, okay. Got and so, but what they had found though, is mm-hmm. they were doing a sign. They were looking at all the stuff and mm-hmm. where they were seeing this was heavy in quartz. And, you know, it's mm-hmm. been hypothesized a lot that quartz can be, have information and stuff stored in it. And it plays sure. back with the conditions are correct. And mm-hmm. what they were taught, what they came to think was, is that this was essentially a recording that had been captured into the quartz because the conditions were right. And when the conditions are right again, it plays back and the people see it. Well, and, and, and again, I don't see any reason that we, you know, that that doesn't, you know, I don't see any reason that that should not be a reasonable. Well, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. And but the one, the other thing that I wanted to get at when I was talking about the, about the, the, the ghosties not being able to hurt you. And the other, the other thing is if you are a child of God, nothing out there can hurt you without God's permission. And God does want the best for you. Okay. It may not seem like it at the time, but he, he always wants nothing but the very best. Okay. So there's no reason. So again, back to your comment about the angels, fear not. Fear not. Sorry, but go ahead. I did. I just wanted to get that said. I'm still looking at that picture of uh, the flaming carrot. (laughs) I'm not going to do LSD because they say it's bad, (laughs) but I am going to crack open a bottle of Paul Roger. And with that, that's the snout to the curly tail. And all that in between. And we go. All right, you crazy bunch of motherfuckers. Wait. Uh, can we say mother? Anyway, you've been listening to the Carolina Underground. It isn't politically correct. It's just correct. Our motto is, if you can't go balls deep, don't go at all. Actually... That's not our motto, and I'm sorry. I I don't even know what that meant. All right, we got to go. We hope you enjoyed the show. And if you didn't, we hope it really pissed you off. Follow us on Twitter at Carolina UNDGRND Underground. Get it? Or drop us an email at Carolina UNDGRND. Get it? At NorthState.net. We want to hear from you. Y'all be cool. See you next time on Carolina Underground.